Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host of the Hashtag Miranda Show, the Twitterless heroine herself. I'm trying to do this network. The dog's throwing you off completely. I love it. That's amazing. Oh, yes. If you're not watching this and you're listening to this, you're missing out. I'm being joined uh, by my dog here, little Sadie, who's the best. Uh, but you must be wondering who I am. Yes, I'm the Twitterless heroine herself, the ring announcer to the stars, the most podcaster and the hashtag Miranda show Miranda Morales thank you for joining us on a, another episode of the hashtag Miranda show as again you may be able to see if you're watching this on YouTube I got a whole new setup here it's another day it's another episode so you know what this is the world that we're living in we might as well make it stylish so and yes I'm being joined right now by my little dog Sadie and she's making, I don't know if this is our first appearance on it, but you could tell. I feel like, I mean, I feel like Sadie's like climbed up before, but I don't know that Sadie's been acknowledged or named oh. or shared her social media handles or anything like that. So I think that. Oh my God, Sadie, do you got some socials? Sadie's on Twitter. You're not on Twitter, but Sadie's on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, the Sadie. Yeah. She she is the hashtag Sadie on Twitter. No, she's not. Now too many letters. No, she's not. Man, no. Do I got to start a Twitter for my dog? No. That's a lot. I there wonder what Sadie here has a lot of attitude. I feel like she would have some sassy responses uh, to some things going on in the world of professional wrestling. There's things that she just does not like. I'm very aware <laughs> of. She's also an avid biter. She likes to like bite the ankles of people that she doesn't know. She is a lot of bark as well. So she's a little sassy. She's bark a little sassy, sassy yeah. girl. And it's she like completely threw you off in the opening of your show. I know, but she's so cute. I can't help it. Okay. So you hug right, her. Lady. Go ahead and hug her. Uh, I, know, gotta, I, I will let everyone know that you are the Twitterless heroine. And they can follow you on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda is, is the yeah. way to follow Miranda that Morales is, on not all your forms of social media, just two-thirds of them. Just, yeah, just just those two. That's the only those are the only two forms of social media I have. And if you want to join my co-host Greg DeMarco on social media, you can find him at ChairShotGreg. And of course, you can follow the ChairShot.com at ChairShotMedia, ChairShotMedia uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And of course, you can go to the ChairShot.com, your source for wrestling news, analysis, and opinions. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Yes. 
Yes. And we got we got a packed show. Literally, before we started the show, Greg looks at me and he said, "We can't talk about the things you want to talk about today. You know this, right?" And and I said, "Of course, that is usually how I enter every show." And we, but we really can't. I mean, Dave, there's, there's so it's much. It's me, Dave. That was like me talking to myself before I told you that. I was just like, Greg, you know better. Like you'll be here all night. You got to produce four different shows tonight, and and yeah. Greg. So it's really more Greg. of a favor to Greg than to uh, myself, to all of you. Uh, you know, I, I hope you. Oh, yeah. Like you've never show. sat there after one of these shows being like, I'm so tired. Tuesdays are so tiring. I can't think of better Stop words. reading my mind. Okay. Just because I I'm not reading your mind. I'm not reading your mind. I've been there. <laughs> I've lived it every single Tuesday for the past yes. two years almost. Yes. Yes. No, we've. You know, I, I'm very appreciative of Greg, who's not only my co-host, but my dear friend um, who helps, you know, produce this show. A lot of the shows on thechairshot.com, a lot of the shows for another website that we are both part of, lupuscentral.com. Um, you know, Greg is really, you know, of course, he's the kingpin of thechairshot.com. And, uh, you know, part of one of the jefes, I guess, of uh, Lucha Central. Yeah, I guess so. so. I guess so. So, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, it, Tuesdays are a busy day, but you know, this is a time that I really enjoy being able to share uh, this podcast and this video cast as well with all of you who are listening and watching again, uh, uh, immense thank yous, uh, for listening and Hey, we want to make this an entertaining show for you. I especially do. Um, but also this is just a, a, a random girl and her random perspectives on professional wrestling. So it means a lot that you would spend your time with myself, with Greg, and even Sadie, who's still walking. She's literally walking in and out of here. I, I, I cannot control what she does. This is just, you know, I have terrible parenting skills. I, I so can't control her. Envision this now, right? You, Sadie, Mickey, the other dog, and yeah. me getting on a plane. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. Only that because is, of the dogs. That Only is because facts. of the dogs. That is yes. facts. But, you Mickey. know, so who would win, though? Who would win? The dogs or... Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Everybody strap in! I'm about to open the fucking window. Because if you're just a random girl with some random opinions, I'm just a random guy with some random sound bites. Neither of those things are true. We are far from random... Damn it, we're amazing. But that's true. No, random doesn't mean that we're not amazing. That we are not professionals. That means I am actually the most professional. As you've said, yes. I might fire Andrew Belez. No, don't fire him. No, I won't. I couldn't fire him. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman, sir. He's a good guy. Just like I couldn't do certain things that I do without you, I could not do this without Andrew Bless. Like, like I would not run the website without Andrew Bless. That is facts. That is that is science. I am fairly sure. That is science. So before we get into these this week's topics, uh, I do want to tell everyone what's going on in the world of independent wrestling here in the state of Arizona. Um, you know, Greg and I are part of the independent wrestling scene here in Arizona. We've talked about it many times, and we absolutely support uh, that people you know go support their local promotions, independent promotions. We know that has been a challenge, different. Uh, during the past, God, six months, six months that we've been doing right. this whole COVID thing. It's been crazy. Um, it's been crazy. 
Um, so a, a big thank you to everyone who supported their local wrestling promotions in whatever capacity, whether it's buying merchandise, um, whether it's, you know, uh, streaming some of their old content, uh, just sharing their content on social media. Everyone, I think, is doing their parts to help uh, independent promotions continue to, to thrive and be successful during this period of COVID. Um, but we have some exciting news in the state of Arizona. Um, we do have some wrestling coming back and it is really a celebration. I mean, this is the, the best way that I know how to put it. It's a celebration of not only uh, professional wrestling, but of one person in particular who's had an immense influence on professional wrestling in the state of Arizona, which is not necessarily known uh, for having a very big wrestling scene or maybe not. For, for having a lot of well-known wrestlers come out of the state of Arizona. Um, but we do have one that, I mean, we all take immense pride in having as part of the Arizona scene. And and many people have seen them, you know, all over the U.S., all over the world. Uh, the Impact Zone Wrestling comes back on Saturday, November 21st for NAV 30, 30 years, brother, uh, in celebration of the influence, the career um, of the Navajo Warrior. And this is a, a really big deal, uh, not only to be running one of the first independent wrestling shows in, in six months in the state of Arizona, um, but really celebrating someone who, you know, a lot of people just know who, ad who admire him, who uh, have had the ability to work with him. And it's really the IZW family coming back together not only to have wrestling back, but to to celebrate something really, really special. Um, so I want to give you the floor, uh, Greg, because I know a lot of this is is really your brainchild, and I want to give I want to let you give it, you know, its its proper due. I appreciate that. It is my brainchild when when we decided to bring back Impact Zone Wrestling, which we've detailed on this show. Um, as it usually tends to have more of that local flair. I knew from, from the jump and, and back when, you know, I called you up in, in June of last year in 2019 and said, Hey, here's what I want to do. And, and what do you think? And then before I even pitch it to them, um, and I knew one of the things that I was going to do was during the year 2020, we were going to put on NAV 30 and celebrate the 30 years of the Navajo Warrior. I've been trying not to say the career of, because then people ask me if he's retiring. He's not. Um, but it's so hard not to say that because it is his career. It is his influence, his impact. Uh, but to be able to put on this show, to me, it's the most important show I've ever put on and could be the most important show I ever put on. I don't know. We'll find out. Hopefully not. Hopefully I have to go on and put on bigger, more important shows after this. But to be able to do this, to, to be able to, to be the one trusted with this event, just like I've been trusted with the legacy of IZW for the past year now, is is somewhat mind-blowing sometimes, somewhat overwhelming, but really exciting. So to come together, and, and, and you can go to IZWWrestling.com and see the video, and as Miranda talks about, it, it's funny how lives are intertwined because she's in the video, and, and she opens the video and closes the video, and then there I am with the Navajo Warrior announcing the event and revealing to him, like, like that's literally when he found out that this was happening. His, his wife knew for over a year. Um, I knew for over a year that we were going to do this. It was supposed, The announcement was supposed to take place in the ring back in May. 
course, there was no ring because there was no show in May. I was going to do it in the ring in August. There was no show in August. We had one show left, November, that we could possibly pull off. So it had to be NAV 30. So uh, we even put off crowning a champion in order to do this. But we will celebrate 30 years of the Navajo Warrior in a big, big way. Uh, he is booking his own main event. Um, I am not booking the main event. Or I guess from a kayfabe standpoint, Adrenaline, our commissioner, is not booking the main event. But we will, he, he's putting that together. Uh, that is his choice. It will still be a storyline show. We will still advance what we're doing in IZW, but we'll do that in conjunction with the celebration. That's a lot of IZW anyway. It is the old and the new that comes together and, and is something that I have to balance on a routine basis as I produce and, and put these shows on, uh, promote them and market them and everything. I, I wear a lot of hats, but um, but that's okay. That's, that's what I signed up for and, and why I do it. But you guys can be a part of it. So if you're local, and I know these show does, both these shows do have a little bit of a local flair to them, Saturday night, November 21st, is the day that we are putting on NAV30. The Sun Studios of Arizona, our home uh, for IZW, is where it will be. Tickets are on sale now. Tickets actually dropped last week on Friday, so it's been about a week if you're listening to this on Thursday. And, you know, we sold out of our couch seats in a matter of four days. And last time it took almost two months to sell out of our couch seats. And those are all gone now. And we're already selling front row seats as well. The couch seats and the front row seats are our VIP tickets. And for $30, uh, now 30 30 bucks, you can get the VIP experience like we've never done before. Normally, the VIP experience lets you get in early. You can uh, you can sign up and, and see the VIP match, uh, and that is and plus you get those great seats, the front row or the couch seats. But this time, you get something a little bit more. You get the front row seats or the couch seats. Couch seats are already gone. You also get the VIP match. But this VIP match has been put together by the man himself, by the Navajo Warrior. Not only that, he's going to come out there, get in the ring, and tell you why he put these two individuals in the match, and he's going to do it right in front of them. So no pressure. This legend is going to tell two individuals why they're wrestling each other and why he chose them. Then they got to wrestle each other. So good luck to those guys. Um, but also, we will be putting together a special Q&A session. So everybody holding a VIP ticket will be allowed to ask questions of the Navajo Warrior. He'll ask them right there. Miranda is going to moderate and, and host this Q&A session as well. And, and we'll probably have somebody walking around with the microphone to get the questions from the crowd. We'll figure all that out logistically to do it safely and, and keep everybody in a good spot. And we will put on uh, the hell of a celebration for the Navajo Warrior. Those tickets are still available. The front row seats, we do have some, some of those available. The couches are all gone. So go over to IZWWrestling.com, pick up your tickets. We did, we were doing a giveaway. The first 10 people who made a purchase would get a signed poster, signed NAV30 poster, signed by the Navajo Warrior. I've actually extended that. He's going to have to sign more posters. Now, anybody who makes a purchase between now when, when they went on sale and Saturday, September the 12th, We'll get the free poster. You'll also be entered in a drawing, and, and one person who makes a purchase will not only get a free poster, but will also get two free T-shirts, two free IZW T-shirts to wear to our IZW events. And the thing about the IZW T-shirts is that we pick somebody at every IZW show who's wearing an IZW T-shirt, and we give them two free tickets to the next show. So... You definitely want to come out supporting your IZW gear, and you just might get free tickets to the next one in February of 2021. So uh, go ahead and check that out, but we'll give them to you for free. If you make a purchase here by September 12th, you'll be entered in a drawing. One lucky person is going to win not one but two free IZW t-shirts. We'll send them right to your door, courtesy of ProWrestlingTees.com, which Miranda will talk about later, but... 
IZWWrestling.com, NAV30, 30 years, brother. We can only do it once, and we had to do it in 2020. Uh, otherwise, it would have been the 31st year celebration, and that just doesn't make any sense. I've already got to do that for, for the company, IZW, which turns 21 next year, but I've got an idea to pull that one off as well. But Oh, I hope it involves, do, do we get a drink? Just just wait. I'll tell you off air. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you the I'll just, I'll just like drink at the parking lot then. That will be my thing. Uh, I'll just wait. I, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I don't want to tell you now because it's not going to get marketed until after oh, no, NAV30, no, no. But, yes, yeah. um, but NAV30 is the show. I'm super excited about it. We should be announcing the main event here this week. Um, but I mean, look, we, we've sold more tickets than, than we've sold in the first week before. Um, and, and these things are going fast and they're going fast because a people are excited about wrestling B yes. people love the Navajo warrior and deservedly so 100%. and C. God damn it, we're doing something really special with IZW. Mm-hmm. And we realized that in February that we've turned this thing into a happening. It's not just your typical wrestling event. We only do it four times a year. People are begging us to go monthly. We're not. And we're keeping this thing at a level that everybody can do and enjoy. And we're keeping it special. And this one's going to be extra special. And personally, I'm proud to be able to put this event on. And professionally, I'm excited to get back at it. It's already been exhilarating to market a show, to promote a show, and to see ticket sales go the way they have gone. We had a, a one person buy six tickets today, which I think is the biggest individual purchase we've ever had, at least online. We had somebody buy like eight in person at the last show, but online that purchase of six tickets is the biggest one that we've had no backstage pass somebody asked me about a backstage pass which we've done at our prior shows not the best idea right now with 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 everything that's going on although the way our state is trending maybe we could have done it by november but we're not going to um tickets are limited for this event and and that's a big thing too we want to keep everybody safe so uh it stinks that i have to limit tickets for an event like this like nav 30 but we, we got to keep everybody safe and, and we want to make sure that people, you know, we're the promotion that you can trust to do everything the right way. And we're going to do that on Saturday, November 21st. So com. pick up those tickets. We're going to talk. We, we've got like two months, uh, you know, three months. Almost yeah, we still. Well, you know what? Time flies. Time flies. I mean, the fact that we're already in September is insane. Um, and, you know, this news yeah. just came out last week and I think it's. You know, everyone is just really excited about this. And, and again, it's a celebration of wrestling. It's, you know, the celebration of the influence of, of the Navajo warrior, um, you know, someone that means a lot to the state of Arizona. I know people from, you know, all over has have seen him wrestle as well. So um, it's almost a six degrees of Navajo warrior. You know, I think he's either wrestled or even influenced someone, you know, even some of your favorite wrestlers have probably, you know, have had some interaction or, or influence by the an Apple warrior. So I think oh, yeah. it's just really great to um, honor that um, and to bring people back together, but, you know, through pro wrestling, we've all been so separated for such a long time. Um, and to, you know, uh, remind fans too about, you know, the social uh, distance measures, you know, this is just part of the reality that we're at too. So I think a lot of times fans had always kind of waited to the last minute to buy tickets knowing that there was going to be space available. And there's no guarantee of that because safety is a huge priority. Um, and, and just making sure that there is enough space for everyone to uh, yeah. be able to sit comfortably and safely, you know, that that means that there's going to you know be some some limitations so i mean again who knows what happens between now and then but I, it's very likely in general that this is just going to be sold at a, a smaller capacity than past shows so and yeah. and again i think lots of shows are doing that especially in, in you know this venue in particular um 
So, you know, a, a big thank you to, to Greg for allowing me to be part of the show as moderator uh, for the Q&A session. This is definitely going to be a, a highlight for me to be able to, uh, you know, speak with the fans and help uh, ask, you know, the Navajo Warrior questions about his, you know, career, even though he's not retiring. He's not uh, retiring. People can not retiring, but you know, thirty years in the business. Who is? It's a long time. It's a long it's time a to long time. to it's be in the business time. to do that. You know, in February we talk about the seating. In February we sold out. We sold every single seat possible for Monster. Um, on I didn't know we would do that. I thought we would do that in May. We literally sold it. We were pulling chairs out of the locker room so talent didn't have seats to sit on. Um, crazy now that we would give somebody a chair that somebody else was sitting on. Like now that sounds insane, right? Yeah, How could you no, do that? Did a, you sanitize that chair? Um, and that was just a couple, that was February 22nd, right? That was just a couple weeks before, but, and we still, and then we had people in a standing room only. We can't do that <laughs> this time around. So yeah, if you want to be there, you know, by all means, get your tickets early. Um, there's no guarantee that we're going to be able to open capacity. We don't know what's going to happen between now and November. I'm scared shitless that, you know, there'll be a spike and that, that something will happen to this show, but the way our state is trending, doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Um, if it is, obviously we'll, we'll refund everybody just like we did mm-hmm. for the May event. No questions yeah. asked, but I am so excited about this event and we're going to talk about it a bunch between now and then you guys are going to get tired of it. So just sell it out early and then I don't have to talk about it anymore, but I I can't wait and and it's it's great to be back but it's great to be back doing this particular event. Well, we've been talking about IZW, chairshot.com, t-shirts. So you know where this is all leading to. It's time for me to tell you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt. And there you can also get your impact zone wrestling t-shirt, your IZW t-shirt that you can wear to the show. What? I know. Mind blown. Uh, so go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. There you can find over 25 different designs available just for you. And of course, they can all come in soft style. So that means you can go to the IZW uh, show wearing your t-shirt, getting it in soft style and being comfortable as all hell. So we're doing that for you. That's a little FYI for you. Of course, my shirt, the Queen of Soft Style shirt is also available at Pro Wrestling Tees dot com forward slash the chair shot so go ahead and rep the hashtag miranda show and be part of the soft style army by getting your t-shirts and of course lots of other great t-shirts that you can purchase at pro wrestling com forward slash the chair shot so don't forget get your t-shirt treat yourself you deserve it and you can support an awesome website and an awesome wrestling promotion again mind blown so prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your t-shirt today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code chairshot, you will get a free month. Now a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All those commercials, go to all those places, do all those things because they're they're just good for you. They are good uh, for you. I mean, come on, ten percent off angry lemonade. Ten yep, promo code chair shot. <laughs> uh, go into the chairshot.com, power slam TV. Come on now. I, it's just, I mean, seriously, like, uh, people probably don't even believe you right now. Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? That's what they're saying, and and, and you're not. Are you really fucking no. with me right now? Are you fucking with me? Not, not at the all. The fact no. that, that you're taking the time out of your day to listen and or watch this cast means that we, there's a level of trust here, you know? You trust me enough to, to spend your time to listen or watch this show. You know, I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm, not, I'm only going to give you the things that are worth your time. All those things are worth your time. I, I, so can I just I just share right now because I keep looking over to one side and it's going to be obvious people that are watching. My son just walked in in his brand new shoulder pads for for his football football team that he's on. So uh, and his helmet, he had his helmet and his shoulder pads on. So and and his pra- his practice jersey number is actually the number that I wore in high school. So uh, when I oh, played football, that's so so, sweet. so yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's the family. You know, sitting next to me every time we record. By the way. This picture of my wife. It's glaring because of the, the light. Yep, this is from college. Still look the same. The lovely so, and talented Mrs. DeMarco. The lovely and there. talented Mrs. DeMarco is always with us whenever we broadcast. Right now, she's behind wrestling figures. But yeah, got lots of good stuff in. So that's it's off off to 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 my my left, your right, watching on the screen. But yes. yep, there you go. Yeah, Just happened right here live. I'll go. I was going to say, I, I wish I had time to go over all of this cool stuff behind me. I spent uh, this past, uh, yes, all of this uh, past Sunday reorganizing my office space and uh, putting some things together that I'd like to, you know, show everyone who watches this show um, just to get a little sense more of, of, you know, my style, who I am. But unfortunately, we don't have time. We'll be doing that in future episodes. So stay tuned so you can get a, you know, the stories behind all of these things behind me. Um, we could, you know what you could have? Oh, I'm, I'm producing on the fly now. Not this week, but yes. sorry, next week. You could do, and we could each do it, the item of the week. Ooh, yeah. That's that's some masterful producing right there. The item of the week. That's why Mm -hmm. I am one of the baddest motherfuckers on this plane. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. That's why. Yeah, that deserves some some self-celebration. Here we go. 
There you go. Uh, but there's, you know, a topic I definitely want to go over this week. It, it's still, you know, plastered uh, all over wrestling websites and, you know, just a, an experience that I had uh, with All Out. Uh, we go more into depth on All Out uh, on the Greg yeah, DeMarco show this week. So if you want to have more of an in-depth analysis about that show, listen to the Greg DeMarco show. I really want to talk more about the media side, of specifically uh, the events that happened of the midi, uh, of the media call uh, that occurred right after All Out. I was very fortunate to participate in the media call. Um, this was actually on behalf of one of the other websites uh, I mentioned earlier that Greg and I are a part of LuchaCentral.com. I was there uh, representing the Lucha Central Podcast Network and got to listen in on uh, some comments, some questions that were asked to three individuals. Now, I think some of this was cut short because of some technical issues. And as much as the show had to make up for some segments, um, i.e. Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, the show ended up running a little late because uh, that's just what always. And ended uh, 10 minutes early. Uh, well, the media stuff uh, happened as far as the media call itself was scheduled. Oh, so maybe that uh, started late. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, gonna say yeah, the show yeah, ended so. ten minutes early. Not that ten minutes early yeah. is a bad thing at all. I mean, that's it's. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's three hours and fifty minutes is plenty. Yes. Yes. So uh, I part of that experience, they they had three uh, individuals who are part of that call. I'm really gonna focus more of my time on two because the majority of the questions were geared to these two people. But I wanna share my thoughts on some of these questions and, and the responses and also get some feedback uh, from Greg. I have more of a discussion about these. Some of these uh, comments you've seen kind of plastered all over uh, the wrestling websites and some haven't gotten a lot of attention. So uh, I wanna address a little bit of both because it's, you know, very interesting is being part of a media scrum, you know, what those environments look like. And this being a virtual one where, you know, people had to log in, um, raise their little digital hand and wait to ask their questions. Um, overall, it was fairly short, like a, an hour. Um, uh, That's kind of long. I'm not going to lie. Well, <laughs> and maybe it felt, it felt short. Um, this was my first AEW media scrum too. So I didn't have a lot to compare it to, but anyways, so real quick though, the first uh, person who was part of this scrum was Hikaru Shida. Um, and there were some questions that were asked about how she felt uh, about her match, which she did say she was very proud of and, and felt that it went very well. Um, there was some questions she got asked about who, who she would like to face next. Um, and, uh, Nyla, of course, came back up as far as, you know, she, her being the, the number one, um, contender still. Um, and Big Swole came up. Um, and that was very interesting because even over the past few days on social media, Thunder Rosa has been teasing something with Big Swole as well. Big Swole will be at her event, Mission Pro Wrestling, in a few weeks. And so that name has also been circulating around. Um, for me personally, I do think we need to see a continuance of this Nyla Rose uh, Sheeta matchup. Maybe it's now at a different level, uh, but really Nyla is still the strongest competitor on the roster for Sheeta. So anyone else doesn't feel as realistic. Um, but I do think Big Swole could be up there. I do think that um, even though she had that tooth and nail match and it wasn't necessarily 
I don't know if you call it a clean win. It was a unique win, but it's still a win in, in the columns. She could really be built up as a, a great contender. I'm curious sure from could. your perspective, Greg, uh, who do you think should be Sheeta's next opponent? I think Sheeta's next opponent should be Big Swole after Big Swole beats Nyla Rose. That's how I think you build Big Swole. I think you have yes. Big Swole continuing to make her challenges. Nyla Rose steps in and says, I want my opportunity. I want to wrestle Hikaru Shida again. And then that leads to Big Swole and Nyla Rose, which you could really big. And then you're, you're building something in your women's division. Yes. What? That's the key word. Building. Building like, something. I, I think that that's really, and we talked about this on the Greg DeMarco show, you know, Sheeta's match against Thunder Rosa was great. It was the best women's match that the company has had. Um, and of course, you know, one of the, the best ones of, of Thunder Rosa's career. And it did wonders for Sheeta as well. But there's that big factor of, you know, Thunder Rosa is not technically part mm-hmm. of the women's division. She no. was uh, a guest. She's campaigning, she was, was, <laughs> trying to yeah. go back. Well, and, and if they were smart, you, they would. They'd be like, look, we never yeah. need to be a champion and all that. But hey, but there's the thing. In two weeks, we'd see her on Darker in the Crowd. Like, Yeah, so that's the, the other thing. 27 that they had a, the a great match, but there, you don't have a whole lot to build it because one of the people from that match is not even on your roster. So what are you going to do to build your roster, the people who are there? And I think you make a great, uh, great, <laughs> a great point about... Sorry, I just had a flashback to one of my favorite little friends on Facebook who likes yeah, to call yeah, things exactly. Greg things. We, we know, we know. We all know. All right, we can give a shout out. Let's give a shout out to old Kelby. Yeah, up, shout out to Kelby Klein. See, see you on November 21st, my friend. See you on November yes, 21st. Yes, I, I, hope I hope he's there. And he does go on, he'll, especially he'll on Facebook. He talks about Greg points. He's a Greg. What else does he say? Greg points, Greg He's a He'll call somebody a Greg person, a Greg this. Greg, and I, yeah. don't know. I don't know where it comes from, but every time he does it, it tags me. So, yeah, it's. Yeah. It's a great point. But it's Kelby. So, but, you can get away with it. Yes, it's Kelby. Shout out to Kelby. Um, so we, we, you know, we get to a point where you're able to really look at your division and it can build competitors, build up your new contenders. Um, and again, I feel like there was, a, you know, there's elements of that that are still missing. I do feel like you've had at least one continuous storyline with Big Swole and Brick Baker. Now that it's the, the match itself, you know, they did what they could. And that was something and I'll go a, a little bit into some comments that Tony Khan had mentioned about that match and some things that happened with it. Um, you know, but it was a way I have to commend them. It was a way to you know, get the women, the, the presence on a, a show like All Out when, you know, they may not have them at all. So, you know, maybe they could have looked at, you know, having other people on the, the show. I mean, Penelope Ford is someone that we have seen. She could put a, a great match on. Um, but it seemed like ever since that match with Sheeta, just like fell apart. You well, know? but now she's uh, getting married to Kip Sabian. And so that's. I do love wrestling weddings, though. I hope we get a wrestling. I, I just, I just can't like the whole if, thing if was they, done. If they support all Twitch. the stupid stuff that they do, we're getting a wrestling wedding. Oh yeah, you're getting a wrestling wedding. Yes. But who's Kip? Sab- is 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 this going to lead to a Kip Sabian Joey Janela feud? I mean, I feel like that's the the story that needs to be told there. But <sighs> but it's yeah. almost too much real life that it probably won't turn out well. And you know. Yeah. 
we'll see what happens there. That's 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 the topic for that. We definitely don't have time for that no. today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was part of of Sheeta's uh, call, uh, and and overall, she did mention how much she enjoyed working for AEW. Um, and uh, was very proud of her match. The second person that got on was John Moxley himself, uh, not too long after ending his match. Um, and he, you know, got a, a lot of questions. The one that, you know, most people are starting to see circulate, make the rounds on wrestling websites is, you know, his comments about Renee Young, which was one of the first questions he was asked um, regarding, you know, what her status is with AEW. There's been a lot of speculation that uh, she uh, could sign with AEW. And John confirmed that, you know, right now she, she has a no complete clause that is very lengthy, though he didn't mention as to how long. Um, but truly, too, how talented she is and how she could do anything she really wants, including that sweet morning show gig in which she could become a sugar baby. So that's uh, out of all those things. That's that's the headlines that's going around. So that's a little uh, uh, lesson in wrestling news for everyone. But you know, another a more interesting, I think, a, a more interesting question he was asked was about um, you know kind of how he felt about uh, his career right now, no, not necessarily being able to wrestle with New Japan and what he hopes. Um, he's able to continue to do with New Japan. And he talked about wanting to continue, of course, wrestling for New Japan when that's uh, also uh, uh, available. But really, too, how he's open to working with other companies, him personally. He talked about wanting the ability to work with Impact and Ring of Honor and what that looks like. And I thought that was very interesting because there hasn't, at least on the higher level AEW side, you know, we did get to see this cross promotional match between Thunder Rosa and um, Hikaru Shida, this NWA, for, you know, with with AEW. But you know, we don't really know what a lot of the the larger relationships or other relationships that AEW could have with other promotions, which I think could help stand them, uh, help them set apart from say WWE. Um, that's one thing. WWE is its own lane; they they do their own thing, and even within their own. Um, their their own brands they have kind of that interpromotional where it does feel like you're doing something different but in reality they're all within wwe but you know at first uh aw i mean really the conception of aw really did, a lot of it came from ring of honor i mean uh the, the whole reason we got uh um all in and, and all that was through ring of honor so you know i'm not quite sure what that stems like i know where he has lots of comments on that uh but one thing that that could be different is you know continuing your opening lines of communication um other companies at one point there was a lot of fan buzz about this uh idea of ftr versus the north um that that was something that fans would love and two fantastic tag teams that you know if they ever had a match like you know talk about uh aew specialty and tag teams um, so he he talked a bit about that. I'm, I'm Greg. What would you think of AEW working with other promotions? It's not something that they necessarily would need to do, but do you think it could be a way of almost goodwill and even good business within pro wrestling? Goodwill, maybe good business. Honestly, no. 
Like, I think it's bad business. Why? What do you gain by putting your talent on Ring of Honor, which, first of all, would never happen. Um, Ring of Honor still owns the rights to All In. <laughs> like, that's, you know, again, that was a Ring of Honor show. But uh, what good does it do John Moxie to go on Impact Wrestling? Like, seriously. It doesn't do AEW or John Moxie any good. It doesn't do them any good for FTR to go on. It does Impact Wrestling good to send people to AEW, just like it did the NWA good to send Thunder Rosa to AEW, though she lost. Uh, at least she put on what everyone's calling the best match of her career, which you probably can't even do in the NWA because they don't have a Hikaru Shida on their roster. But it just, he's talking, and it's, it's, it's another case of like one hand not talking to the other. AEW didn't even let him wrestle when New Japan was in Dallas last summer. So, it, it, and he was the United States champion. So, I don't see where people are getting this this idea that there's going to be all this cross just because John Moxley was talking out of his ass during a press conference. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I think he's got some wishful thinking going on. I think zero percent of it actually happens. Well, you know, it, it could be, I think too, there's this drive to, you know, want to present wrestling in a different format. And yes, of course, you know, we do have kind of this case study of the NWA, uh, with, with Thunder Rosa. And you're right. There was a lot of variables in it that they don't have a television product right now. Um, there seems to be goodwill between, uh, Billy Corgan and, and, uh, Tony Khan, um, you know, there's already some talent that is, has crossed over from the NWA um, in Eddie Kingston. Uh, but they haven't Stark. crossed over. They've left the NWA. They've jumped ship. Well, yeah, Eddie Kingston yeah, and Ricky yeah. Starks so, I mean, are not NWA talents, and they're TV champions. Well, they cross, I mean, I would say they cross. I, it, it is not so much of a, you know, a temporary crossover. Like, they, they have moved on from the NWA right. to, to AEW. But crossover is when somebody from NXT shows, or when somebody from Raw shows up on SmackDown. Yeah. That's a crossover. And, and yeah, that, that's true. That's not the Thunder Rose is a crossover. Then, I'll give it Thunder uh, Rose is a crossover. Yeah, Thunder Rose is, we'll is a crossover. Uh, but I, I meant to say crossed over. I guess I had a better term, a word for it in my head, and it just didn't come out that way. Either way. It's 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 very one sided to me. I, I just don't see it benefited AEW in the sense that it put on the best women's match they've ever had. But then you got morons like me who are pointing out, yeah, but half that match isn't on your roster. It's that. What does that say about your roster? And same way, if FTR wrestled the North on an episode of Dynamite, like what are the other seventeen tag teams going to think about that? Like it's just. Even the fact we talked about the Great DeMarco show, Serena Deeb wrestled Thunder Rosa, not one of the, the 27 women they have. Um, I throw that in a breath. I don't know if that's true or not, but what does that say about their roster? It's it just, it just blows my mind. Like the way they use or don't use their talent and keep bringing in all these outside people. And, and you know, that's why I said if Thunder Rosa signed, she'd be fighting for time on dark in the long run. It, it just, it's, it's, it's a lot of these things sound great in theory. But you have a two-hour show, typically, every single week, run by a bunch of people who honestly don't care that much about women's wrestling. Booked, and the women's division is booked by the worst booker of the bunch in Kenny Omega. Like, it's just, it sounds like a great idea, but it doesn't work out. It worked out this time, but it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. And and you're right as far as, you know, it. You'd have to be careful. You'd have to be selective. You'd have to have a purpose behind it and really long-term storytelling. And what are the benefits for both sides? Because ultimately there has to be a benefit for both sides. 
Now, I want to jump into Tony Khan because this was a question he got um, uh, about the utilization of Thunder Rosa in the future. And he did say that, you know, he it was also up to Billy Corgan. He didn't say, you know, too much as far as, as what AEW's position was other than, you know, he enjoyed working with her and her match. Um, but a lot of that still, you know, was with Billy Corgan and the NWA. And ultimately that seems like that's, that's what would happen is that anytime, I mean, it would get very tricky and complicated to balance out all of this back and forth, you know, and ultimately, you know, uh, a smaller promotion like an NWA, if they continue to go the, the way that they're at, um, could lose on talent. You know, people will jump ship um, because there's more they want to. deals. <laughs> a yeah. lot of them have said publicly they want to. It's interesting. You, you talked about, and literally this idea just popped in my head, you know, the ability to use Thunder Rosa, part of the deal was probably making sure she wins a match on television, to be all honest with you. Like I bet her, I bet AEW didn't even really want to have the match with her and Serena Deeb on their show. That was probably a Billy Corgan thing. Hey, if we're going to do this, she needs to win a match on television first. It probably was part of the negotiation, not really part of the the long term plan. Just what needed to happen to make that deal make sense. Now it made sense anyway because you're putting her on pay per view and having her challenge somebody, and the only reason was because she asked for it. So it it's. It still made sense, but I bet that match didn't happen because AEW wanted it. I bet that match happened because the NWA wanted it. Yeah. Well, and it's also getting smart. Like, they storytelling, they only had three weeks to build this up. Um, and it's a very short amount of time. And you wanted, you know, they did a great job with uh, Thunder Rose's vignettes and explaining who she is, but you didn't really get a sense of who she was in the ring from those vignettes because they're so short. So you needed to do something. And yeah, it is very curious that, of course, it was someone who's not on the roster. It's someone outside of the roster. But what are you doing with your roster, really, too? I don't think it <laughs> would have hurt. They're the crowd. <laughs> yeah, it show. wouldn't have hurt to have her go up against someone in, who's currently a part of your roster, even someone that they use somewhat more regularly. I do see why it was Serena Deep, who... Uh, you know, who was a former uh, coach in NXT um, or, or um, former coach at the um, uh, WWE Development Center as far as, you know, uh, and people recognize her, you know, why she was selected or why she was a good fit. But again, too, you know, you're not helping your women's roster by not showcasing them on TV. Especially when you just use all these women for your, your deadly draw. Why not Tainara? Like, why not have her go out there? She doesn't lose anything in losing to Thunder Rosa. Or yeah. though maybe AEW was like, you're going to win, but you're not going to beat anybody on our roster. Like, maybe that was part of their thinking, too. Like, it's just then yeah. it becomes political. But with Tainara, you put her out there, you can involve the Dark Order, you can involve your own storytelling. Like, there's a lot you can do. But it's just a match for a match's sake. And who knows? Who knows what's going to happen long term? If I'm Thunder Rosa, I want out of the NWA and into AEW, though. Like, that's been her highest profile thing that she's ever done. And she killed it. And and so, yeah, she would have to struggle for airtime. But at the same time, financially, it's probably better for her. And it's the biggest thing she's ever done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, speaking more about Tony Khan, so he started off his portion of the uh, press conference giving an update on what happened with Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, specifically uh, what happened with Matt Hardy um, 
And he had said that this was the first time he ever had to do an opening statement because he knew the floodgates were going to, to open. Um, so as far as his account of events, uh, let's bring out my notes because I'm a professional and I wrote notes. Uh, these look terrible, by the way, so they only make sense to me. But he explained the to. process of, of exactly what happened as far as the, the tale of events, the sequence. So he did mention how Matt Hardy... Uh, during his match with Sammy Guevara, they were up in this lift. Uh, both men, you know, came crashing down onto originally it was supposed to be the table. However, there was some miscalculation and Matt Hardy ended up going beyond the table and hitting his neck and uh, his head um, on the concrete below. So uh, now this is an interesting language that Tony said, because he said that he paused the match. Um, he said that as soon as he saw that happen, he stopped the match. And I'm not quite sure where that sequence falls because, of course, referee Aubrey Edwards was involved. She was the one who was really the first person there after it happened. And um, I don't know whether it was in her earpiece, whether she was told that or she made the uh, judgment herself as to, you know, who just to stop the match. But it was very obvious right after that fall and Matt trying to get up and trying to fight that there was, there was something that was obviously wrong um, and a possible concussion. So after they had stopped the match, uh, they did have their doctor evaluate uh, Matt Hardy and through their concussion protocol determined that uh, Matt had not, he, he was okay to compete through the rest of this match which left a lot of people just stunned, worried, nervous. Um, I mean, a lot, lots of adjectives in, in place. And, it, and especially, I've been touting Rebby Hardy's uh, social media on this, the best read all week. Just, just read it. Just see her experience as she's, you know, going through this and setting the record straight. From, from, you know, her mouth uh, and, and pace, placing, you know, blame on a lot of people, including, you know, pay, placing blame on Matt for continuing on the doctors for allowing him to compete for Tony for letting this happen. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of heat on this. So he did mention that they did follow uh, protocol, but this was also the first time that that happened based off the evaluation that, you know, Matt was OK to compete but you know they said one it was a very nerve-wracking experience uh lots of just very unsure what to do, but that still leaves much in question uh in, into this whole scenario and i would imagine that through this they're going to have to evaluate their processes and ultimately they need to Look at maybe multiple checks and balances, maybe having two doctors. If they're, they're adamant about keeping the original doctor, Dr. Sampson on, on board. Cool. Have another checks and balances. Have somebody else, a second opinion, somebody else there, you know, and even if the, the person wants to compete, you know, having some way to override that. Um, I mean, I just, I think as fans, everyone was still in, in shock. I'm sure the company was still in, in shock as well. But, you know, Tony did come out on the defensive about it, you know, telling that they took all of the right measures in place. But I have a feeling it was what the right measures were until that situation happened. 
And it was very quick and obvious, even to, to those who are watching, that this was a case that you rarely see of someone who's very, who was just unable to, to compete. And if it was that obvious for everyone else, why wasn't it obvious for them? You know, who outside of Reby Hardy, you know who's probably the most pissed off about this whole thing? Oh. Aubrey Edwards. Because it is her job to keep the performer safe. It is her. And I guarantee you, she was like, this match is done. It's over. And they overrided her. Yeah. Like, like they let that thing continue. Even the commentary team, we talked about on the Great DeMarco Show, talked about it as if the match was not going to continue. And then it did. Like, And he, here's what bothers me is I think they went into concussion protocol or what I don't, wasn't there, so I don't know. Yeah. They went into this with the mindset of how do we finish this match? And that's an old school mentality mm-hmm. that has led to all sorts of issues and all sorts of terrible lifestyles that people have after they get out of the wrestling business. And Matt Hardy's going to be one of anyway because he's already messed himself up like crazy. And we've seen some of the results of that over the years. And and they just they 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 went they they tried to figure out a way to make it work and that was just the wrong thing to do and unfortunately the guy in charge is the one who usually takes the fall for that or usually gets the blame and that's Tony Khan like Tony Khan said he paused the match well Tony you should have ended the match and and said we'll we'll figure this out later it's wrestling you can get yourself out of any situation whatsoever. Yeah. If Matt Hardy had to lose because he couldn't continue the match, you will find a way to bring him back. It is wrestling. You will be fine. The one thing that's not fine is letting a dude wrestle after he has an obvious concussion. Anybody who watched that can tell he had a concussion. So if that's, if your protocol deemed that he was suited to continue, then your protocol is the problem. I don't think they really had protocol. And I think that's part of the problem with, with this whole well, thing in general. Yeah. Two things. So he didn't discuss what the, the protocol was. So we don't know Shocked. in detail what that protocol was like. And if I were to have asked a question, that would have been my question. What is the protocol? Uh, because it, oh, you I'm know, sure be- I'm sure that question was submitted. Well, that's the thing. It, so this thing about it is that you had a, you raised your hand and then you were called upon. So no one, there wasn't any written questions that were submitted at the time. But you know, I had a feeling that they have their favorites. They picked you know people from the big news sites or whatever people, whatever. That's just my theory of it because they they really did only ask a limited amount of questions. Maybe I think Sheeta had about three or four questions. Moxley had about maybe six questions and about the same for Tony Khan. Um, and these were all different people as well. So really like, you know, less than 20 people got to ask questions. And, you know, there were from some of the bigger news sources and websites, which, you know, it is what it is. But you know, I, I do think that there was some really good questions asked overall. It's on, it's, I believe it's on AWZ YouTube as well. So you could, you know, watch the whole thing. Um, but I do, yeah, two things about, you know, we don't know necessarily what the protocol is, but I imagine that, you know, they have to, you know, do something to sturdy it up a little bit more. And I absolutely agree about the, the comment about Aubrey Edwards. I think she did such a professional, like talk about professional, you know, like from the moment that this happened, I think really she made that call. I, I truly do. I think she made the call and I felt like she did everything in her power to just keep this, you know, as, 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 as smooth as far as, you know, just trying to help get the assistance that he needed to try and, you know, keep a cool, calm, collected, uh, 
um, demeanor as well. I thought she just handled this as as best as anybody could. Um, and I, I hope that there's no part of anyone who thinks that she's getting any blame or responsibility on this because she did all the right things. Um, and that's a bigger testament to, you know, this idea, this, this concept too, about a woman doing her job the best way possible. But unfortunately it's being overshadowed by men who make, you know, poor decisions. That's White a dudes. whole other, that's White a dudes. whole other subject for another day. Okay. White dudes screwing so everything up. I, I, I hope, and if it's that's on wrestling Twitter, then you're stupid. Like everyone who has eyes saw what happened, including the level professional uh, professionalism Aubrey Edwards had um, in her role. So if you didn't see that, we weren't watching the same damn thing. Period. Oh yeah, she she was she handled it well, but the whole thing period. is just period. Uh, as someone who puts on. Yes, period with a, with a T. Someone who with puts on a wrestling shows like it just made me sick. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It made me sick. Yeah, yeah. It it just just you know I wanted to point out as far as that line from from Tony and uh, you know again you could watch the whole media scrum on the YouTube page, but it was my first media scrum and experience. I wanted to share with all of you and some of the thoughts on some of the other questions that you know maybe uh, you didn't get to hear or. Uh, um, see uh, on other wrestling news sites um but you know we got some other stuff to do we got some uh some stuff to sell things to promote so let's keep on going Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. You just booed the hokey bird. I quit. Yeah. I quit. No, I'm gone. No more me. Yeah, he's gone. Good. We don't got to see that face for radio. Oh, no. You can't do it without me, so I had to come back. <laughs> that is also true. I, li- I, like, literally, figuratively cannot do this. Like, literally, I went blank. You told one joke, and then you just got silent. <laughs> well, because I thought, I thought, you know, I, I really hurt your feelings. No. <laughs> no. I'm fine. Not. I was. So real quick, I want to bring up something that we talked about on last week's uh, Hashtag Miranda show. It was really the majority of the show. Um, and some recent developments happened. And I wanted to get uh, your thoughts on this. Of course, share my thoughts. Last week, we focused a lot on the story of Sasha Banks and Bailey. We had kind of come through the timetable of, you know, the end of uh, 2019 through this year with the rise of Bailey as SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, the rise of them becoming a tag team, uh, winning the uh, WWE uh, Tag Team Championships, Women's Tag Team Championships again, and knowing where the story was going to go. And goddamn, we got we got the story. 
the story went exactly as I had imagined. Many people had imagined this, but I'd like to take some credit that I pretty much, you know, had had seen this coming as, as many of us did. The demise of the tag team of Bailey and Sasha Banks. Uh, last week, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks had the opportunity. They had a rematch for their tag team championships against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. They lost that in a heartfelt effort. And after the match, you know, Bailey was, you know, trying to get Sasha out of the ring to help her out. And she knocked her to her ass and beat the crap out of her. She did. Which she took her out. She did. She took her out. And uh, in some ways, I, I was pretty proud. I just felt like after all, everything that Bailey had done, all of this, that she finally almost, it felt like some vengeance that she got on Sasha Banks for so many years now uh, of, of, you know, of what they've gone through. And we talked a bit about their, you know, history back in NXT, uh, you know, NXT Brooklyn, their big match there and, and everything that they did in NXT and how their roles seem to be reversed in this uh, state where Bailey is the heel heel and Sasha is this, is this face. Um, and I, it's somewhat surprising that they did this maybe so close to after they lost the tag titles. However, you know, I mean, why not? This has been built up for months. We thought that they were going to maybe get this to to SummerSlam originally when we thought there was going to be people in the audience. When that didn't happen, you know, they were able to extend the story a little bit more. But we finally got this payoff that we've been waiting months for. Um, and And, you know, Bailey's the bad guy in this. Who would have thought? But um, what what are your thoughts on this happening right now? So close to after we talked about this whole history. Now the page has turned. Now we have a clear and definitive feud brewing between Sasha and Bailey. To me, it felt just a little bit too early, believe it or not. Like I, I said last mm-hmm. week that they, they probably had one more false turn in it. But that's also then sometimes the best time to do it because – when it's too soon, it, it, it's still, I still think it was, even though everyone saw it coming eventually, I think people were still kind of surprised by it. And that's a good thing. You still want to surprise people. I don't think people were moaning and groaning that it was taking too long. Not having fans, obviously, definitely uh, stretch things out a little bit. Yeah. But um, I said before last week, Bailey is is now ready, I think, to stand on her own as a heel and doesn't need Sasha anymore. And And it's funny because... They're they're both quote unquote heels, and we're still going to have this conversation at some point on the Great Demarco Show. Not tonight. We don't. But Bailey, Bailey's definitely the villain, and and Sasha's definitely the hero in this story. Even if they're both heels, and I think it's going to be entertaining. I, I'm assuming we're not going to see Sasha for a while. Um, I still think we could see her get traded to Raw or move to Raw whenever they do the shakeup slash draft. Which means I still think Sasha's going to win the Royal Rumble to get her opportunity to wrestle Bailey, and and I think it's it's still one of the best stories that the company's been telling, and mm-hmm. I just hope they have I, I hope they can continue to utilize Bailey in a very effective way while Sasha's gone, so that it still means something when when Sasha comes back. I don't yeah. want when Sasha comes back Bailey to not be the SmackDown Women's Champion. I think this feud helps the championship and. Mm-hmm. To me, it's 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 just just keep ba- Bailey's got more momentum than she's ever had in her career, except for when she had that mega babyface run. But I think that it's time for her to really be able to carry this division for a little bit and then blow yeah. the whole thing off with Sasha Banks. 
And you bring up a good point. So now if Sasha's not going to be by her side, it's Bailey carrying this this version of her. Um, And what's gone so well is Sasha Banks and her playing off of each other. So I do believe that they've set her up, but, you know, to to utilize this, you know, this spin, uh, this turn of her character into, you know, her own story and building it on her own. But, you know, it worked with Sasha really, really well. So that is an element that I am a little nervous about if, if it kind of regresses a little bit because she's not necessarily really grown a lot, too, in her delivery of, of promos. Um especially with Sasha again. I mean, a a lot of why this works so well is Sasha. So now with this dynamic changing a bit, I still have some hope for it. But for a while, you know, Bailey, and I think we should see Sasha off TV for a little bit, kind of waiting to see, you know, when Sasha will, will pop up. And also, you know, you also bring up a good point that, Sasha naturally is not a, a baby face. This is, you know, this hero dynamic is going to feel a little weird because even in the other roles, the other times that she's been a hero or a baby face, it, there's always a tinge of of heel to it. Uh, to the point, again, with maybe to with the audience there knowing that it always felt a little off. Uh, that probably may have hurt it. Maybe this case is very different, and they build up. To the point where, you know, Sasha's case as the hero in this is very clearly stated. But just her mannerisms, her dynamic, the way that she portrays herself is always as a badass, you know. Um, but badasses are always, too, uh, associated a little bit as being a bitch. And that's, again, a whole other philosophy uh, on women and feminism that I do not have enough time to go into. But just because you are a badass. You know, doesn't always mean being a bitch is a bad thing. You could be a badass bitch and it is a perfectly acceptable, normal thing. And you can actually be a good guy and be a badass bitch. Have you ever thought about that? No, because that's why we're having this conversation. I was like, I thought you weren't going into it. You know what? Sometimes the moment just takes you. I agree, Sometimes honestly. the moment takes you. And it's also, it's my show. What? It's it's my it's my show. I it is your show. In all honesty, it was a good good time to do it. So, you know, again, still a lot to see, but uh, because this was such a recent development, the ink was built fresh on that episode when we had aired it and that turn happened that I wanted to go back and revisit it. I am sure we're going to be talking much more about that in the future, along with all the happenings of AEW, what's happening in the world of wrestling. We bring that to you every week on the hashtag Miranda show. And with that, we made it to the end. Thank you so much. The end of this show, not this episode. It's not it. Not retiring. Not retiring. Not retiring. I just want to point out one thing that I just learned. Um, It's really funny that what you attended was a media scrum. Because I was like, scrum is such a strange word, right? Like scrum is just a strange word. So if you look up the definition of media scrum, it's an impromptu press conference. So this was in no way a media scrum. Yeah, because like there was dates and like there was dates you had to sign up and register. I had to sign up. You had to register for something that is an impromptu press conference, Uh, often held immediately outside of an event, um, but is impromptu. Like it's not scheduled and organized. It's impromptu. It's a scrum. This was not a scrum. But I just want to say the word scrum over and over again. I do love scrum. Scrum. Scrum.
Yeah. This is this is such one good of these scrum. days. I'm I'm totally doing an ASMR episode, man. I just for all of you, I forget exactly audio sensory something something. It's when like people just whisper and like make little noises into yeah. a microphone, and it's it's people like millions of hits one of these days. I'm also very loud, so maybe someone's my whisper voice is like someone's regular voice. So so it'll be a personal one. challenge for you as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. good. Uh, it is really autonomous sensory meridian response. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes referred to as autosensory meridian response. Okay. Scrum. Scrum. <laughs> such good scrum. Yes, we educate the children on this show. This is such every good week, shit. Every week we educate the children. Because uh, last week we talked about definitions as well. So now we everyone knows the definition of scrum. Damn. Look at us. Lesson learned. Yeah, You're welcome, everyone. You are welcome. You're welcome. So, yes, thank you so much for listening and or watching this episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. This episode and previous episodes can be found on thechairshot.com and also your favorite podcast platform. And, of course, YouTube. So make sure you rate, review, subscribe, whatever order you want to do all of that in. Hey, it's a, it's a free country. You do all of that. But by rating, reviewing, subscribing, that means that you'll get alerts to when new episodes come up. You rate, let me know how this show is doing and review. Let me know your thoughts on this show, any topics you think I should cover in the future. And just your overall general feedback would be greatly appreciated. And of course, I mean, it always supports thechairshot.com, your source for wrestling news, analysis, and opinions. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Of course, you can find me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram. You can find my co-host, Greg DeMarco, at ChairShotGreg on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, along with ChairShot Media at Instagram or at ChairShot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Sometimes I do take over the ChairShot Insta. I'm sorry, Twitter page. Why am I not saying these things right? Okay. Sometimes I take over the <laughs> chair shot in saying Instagram. I Twitter. Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. Scrum. Twitter. Scrum. Twitter scrum. Twitter uh, scrum. I take over the Twitter account sometimes, so make sure you are following at Chair Shop Media. Uh, and of course, there as well, you'll get links to uh, new podcasts, of course, that are part of the Chair Shop Radio Network, articles, and lots of fun stuff. So I say thank you so much all the time, but it's because I truly mean it for anyone who is listening, for anyone who is watching. Um, this show means a lot to me. Uh, being able to do this with my friend, Greg DeMarco, means a lot to me. Being able to talk about pro wrestling means a lot to me. So thank you so much. And we will be back next week doing all of these crazy, random, fun things. And I hope you are there with me. Join in, join along. Uh, for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. 